Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, April the 18th, and welcome to our to our commentary. Well, there's something very interesting going on at the U.S. Senate, and I've got a post uh, coming out about this uh, on Wednesday morning. And, you know, this is uh, really the result of some of the very unique rules that the U.S. Senate has. The Senate has rules that go back, I think, to the very beginning of the Republic. It's a little bit different than the House. Of course, the House uh, operates, uh, you know, a lot differently. In the Senate, there's a lot of tradition, and they got to do it this way and that way. One of those traditions, of course, is the 60 votes, where you have to have 60 votes in order to send anything to the floor uh, for a vote. Well, one of the rules uh, in the U.S. Senate uh, right now is being put to the test. Because the Democrats, Democrat Senator Feinstein from California has been ill. She's 89 years old, and she's been, frankly, missing quite a bit here lately. Uh, she is, I understand, uh, suffering from shingles. Now, I've never had it. I have a couple of friends who had shingles, and it was very painful from what they tell me. And I would have to think that if you're 89 years old, that having shingles is even more complicated than when a young person has it. So, you know, we're... Obviously, we're sympathetic and we wish uh, Senator Feinstein a speedy recovery. But her absence is creating a problem for the Democrats because they cannot get any of the judges through the Judiciary Committee. The the Judiciary Committee has the same number of Republicans and Democrats. I think it's 10-10 or 9 versus 9 or whatever. So in order to get a judge out of that committee and send that judge to the Senate floor for a confirmation, they got to get it out of the committee. And right now they don't have the votes to do it. And given how partisan everything in Washington is, especially the judges, you know, the Democrats need every Democrat. And uh, at the moment, they're not going to get that because they're missing uh, Senator Senator Feinstein. So it's become a real problem. And the, the Democrats are calling on the Republicans to allow them to replace uh, Senator Feinstein with somebody else. And the Republicans are saying, no, we're going to stick to the rules. The rules are what they are, and you cannot replace her uh, because of this. She would have to resign from the Senate, and then uh, I guess the governor of California would have to name a successor to her until there's an election. So it's a real mess for for the Democrats because at the moment they do not have a functioning judiciary committee. They don't have enough in the, enough Democrats in the Judiciary Committee to get any judge out to the floor for a confirmation. And that's a real problem. That's a real problem. But it really goes to show two things. Number one, a 51-49 Senate is not much of a majority. It is technically a majority, but you got to have all 51 present. And not only has Senator Feinstein uh, been missing, but, you know, Senator Fetterman, of Pennsylvania, the new senator, he's been having some health issues too. So the Democrats are frustrated because they've got technically the majority, but they can't cannot get uh, anything done. Now, Senator Feinstein, uh, the, you know, the Democrats have been after her for some time to resign. She was elected in 2018, so she's up for a vote in 2024. She's already said she's not running for re-election, but she still has 
you know, this year and next year uh, to sit in the U.S. Senate. And apparently she has no signs of resigning. And frankly, she's not being treated very nicely either by her fellow Democrats who are basically saying you're too old, you know, resign. So it's one of those uh, situations where we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with Senator Feinstein. But it's a mess that the Democrats have put themselves in. And I think some of the problems are self-inflicted because of the attacks on, on Senator Feinstein by the left wing of, of, the, of the Democrat Party. So keep an eye on that post. Uh, it should be out Wednesday. And keep an eye on that story because the Democrats, as I say, are very frustrated. They cannot get anything done as far as the judges in the U.S. Senate. Got a couple of stories over at the American Thinker, a couple of posts that I like to tell you about. You know, I wrote, they're somewhat related, uh, similar topics. I wrote one on Monday about shoplifting and uh, the fact that shoplifting is really taking its toll on many of these cities. A lot of businesses are closing there, particularly retail stores. Uh, Chicago, for example, four Walmarts are moving out because they, they simply cannot handle the shoplifting. You know, shoplifting is a cost of doing business, obviously. Every retail store, every store has a certain amount of shoplifting that they understand will happen. What is happening in Chicago is that the shoplifting is compounded by the fact that the district attorneys are not prosecuting the shoplifters. So if you shoplift on Monday and they call the police, nothing's going to happen to you. So you're going to go right back and do more shoplifting. I mean, you see it on on the TV screens where you're seeing these kids breaking into stores and all of that, nothing ever happens to them. There are no consequences for any of this. And Walmart has simply said, we cannot do this any longer. Bye-bye, Chicago. And they're pulling four, four stores out of Chicago. That's the big loss for the city of Chicago and for these neighborhoods because these stores pay a lot of taxes. They hire a lot of people. And in many cases, they're the only drugstore in a community, especially these days. You know, we used to have all these little drugstores, and, and that's not the case anymore. Man. Most of the drugstores are now chains, and very often at the Walmart is where a lot of people get their prescriptions and their drugs and all of that. Even their eye exams uh, are done at the Walmart. So when, a, when an area loses four Walmarts, that's a big economic loss, that's a big job loss, and it's a real inconvenience for the community because they don't have some of the things that they need to survive like a drugstore. And, and I think in the case of Walmart, they also have, you know, you can also buy food and shoes for your kids and all that kind of stuff. That's no longer going to, to happen because those stores are not there. But it's happening again because the political class is letting the shoplifters just walk away without, uh, without any consequences. Now, the other post that I wrote is about these teenagers in Chicago who on Saturday night decided to go out for a party, I guess, and they were just walking all over people uh, in, in Chicago, you know, attacking automobiles, setting some cars on fire, uh, destroying property. Uh, there's even a lady who was being interviewed on TV, and, you know, they dragged her husband out of the car and beat him up. He's in the hospital. He's in the hospital. So that's what Saturday night was like in the windy city of Chicago. Well, that's, you know, that is simply unacceptable. Now, when they were asking the mayor, the mayor-elect, they were asking the mayor-elect, I guess he takes over in a few weeks, they were asking the mayor-elect about this. He says, well, this behavior cannot be tolerated, but 
let's not demonize these young people. Demonize the young people? I mean, these kids are pretty bad as it is right now. What these kids need is somebody to lay down the rules and say, you're not going to do this. But again, we go back to these are cultural issues that have been allowed to fester, and now you have the almost a generation of young kids raised without any discipline, without any consequences. I would, I would grant, I would bet you that very few of these kids have a father at home uh, and who, you know, is holding them accountable for any of these uh, consequences. So, I hope that Chicago could clean up its act. They need to clean up their act because they're destroying the city, much the same way San Francisco is being destroyed. I mean, L.A. is a, is a mess with old homeless problems. These things are happening, whether it's homeless, whether it's violence, whether it's lawlessness, all of this is happening because the local leadership does not want to run the city. They just want to give speeches about something that happened 150 years ago. Well, you know, that, uh, that, you know it's interesting. We, we should all know the history, but we have to understand what's happening right now. And what's happening right now is that these cities are falling apart. They're collapsing. And these cities, you know, are hurting people, the, the political class, in their unwillingness to enforce the law and to lay down the law. They're hurting a lot of good people in these cities who don't have the option to move out or send their kids to private schools, as many, uh, and as many, people, as many people are doing. Well, there was a famous leak. We're still learning about this leak. Uh, you know, who did it? What was the reason? I guess officially this young man did it. He's the one who's being charged with this. But a lot of people are coming out saying that there's more to this leak than just this young man. And I have no evidence of that. But it does seem to me that this young man had a lot of information that a guy that young should not have. But the biggest problem is going to be political. And that is for the Biden administration, because the information that came out in these leaks is that things are not going well in Ukraine. And that uh, the picture that the Biden administration was painting of Ukraine is not correct. In fact, the situation in Ukraine is going poorly. And that's going to be a real challenge for the Biden administration when they have to go back to Congress and get more money. That's going to be a real challenge, and it's going to make this debate uh, a very heated uh, debate, to say the least when they have to go back uh, to Congress. It also raises the question, are we sending troops into Ukraine? I hope not. I don't think we are. But this administration doesn't explain anything, which is what makes it uh, frustrating, I think, not just for me, but for a lot of people to understand exactly what our policy is. To say that we're going to be with you all the way is a great speech, but that doesn't uh, explain exactly what being with you all the way means. And I think the American people are entitled to an explanation of what our policy is. And so far, we don't have one. We have, again, a lot of speeches about supporting Ukraine, but we don't have a lot of specifics about what our support of Ukraine means and what it uh, could entail for the American military. That's the key. You know, are we going to get involved? And so far, they say no, but there are all this conflicting information about what's going on in Ukraine. On this day in history, let me leave you with a little story. It was on this day in 1942, so that makes it 81 years ago today, that the so-called Doolittle Raid, uh, Doolittle Raid, where these air attacks that were conducted against Japan 
by uh, American forces. Now, this happened about six months after Pearl Harbor. And the Doolittle attack or the raid where American planes taking off from from uh, aircraft carriers in the Pacific. And the net effect of the raid was militarily not that significant. But the psychological impact, the fact that we got up and fought back, I think that was the most important thing. The nation needed to see the, the country fighting back. And at least through the Doolittle raids, the country was able to see that. They're called the Doolittle raids because the commander of the of the raid, I guess his name was Doolittle, and that's, uh, that is uh, where, where it all came from. But the Doolittle raid began on this day in 1942. I believe a lot of the pilots in this raid were lost and killed, but it was a psychological boost to a country that had just gone through Pearl Harbor and was feeling, you know, maybe a little bit incapable of fighting back. And this Doolittle raid was uh, at least a sign that we were going and we were going to fight back. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you later.